Yes, hello, and as always, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. Should I sing? I used to sing. Karaoke days, right? Remember those days. It's been a while. It's not the same singing here. It's, it's, it's still uh, doing this thing. Believe me, and as long as I've been doing it, it's still it's still quiet. Like right now, it's quiet, except for my email notifications. So let's close that. <laughs> And let's uh, go up to the comments. Uh, get, look at it. They don't wait at all, and it's catching on. Danny Cachamilio says, happy Monday. Hello, Danny. Are you at home, or are you selling cars today, Danny? Thanks for being here. Of course, 73s to my friend Carl Freeman down in Oshawa. For those of you who don't know, when I say hello to Carl, and I say 73s. That's an old uh, radio. We're radio hobbyists, and uh, beyond CB radio, we're amateur radio operators, and 73s is a way of saying hello, a good day to you, that sort of thing. So code, if you will. So thanks for being here, uh, Carl. Carl, hope uh, things are, are good your way. And uh, Danny, you're working today. You're working today. Selling lots of cars. Anybody in buying cars today? Danny works for a local Nissan dealership. And uh, this would be different different times for selling cars. I'm assuming by appointment only, et cetera, right? So um, go see my friend Danny. I wonder, um, how's everybody doing? You know, that's, that's a whole new, uh, it has a whole new meaning to it now, right? You know, if I say, how you doing? It's, it's actually means something completely different. And... Um, are you, uh, uh, what are you doing to keep yourself busy? Because we're staying at home, right? Are you staying at home? I mean, of course, you still got to go to work. I am, Jennifer is still working. She works in the dental field. So uh, it's interesting for her to be at work, uh, masks and all the precautions and everything. Of course, I'm really fortunate because I, here I am, I'm at work. Here's my studio. <laughs> and uh, I teach part-time at the college and Here's my office and uh, some other stuff that I do as well. And uh, do some private live streaming for events. Uh, not, not really events, not public events, but private things. And, of course, all, all uh, uh, protocols in place for that. And uh, funerals, believe it or not, is something that I live stream. Never thought I'd see that day, but, you know, it is what it is. So... A few here and there. Well, that's good. You got to keep the bucks rolling in. Good afternoon to my friend Barry as well. Barry, I've been out with the camera again. Well, not out, but I was last week. I kind of stepped out of the vehicle under the bridge for a minute. and I hadn't taken my Blue Water Bridge photos with my new camera yet. And I thought every photographer takes pictures of the Blue Water Bridge. It never gets old to look at, right? I posted those pictures earlier and I said, the Blue Water Bridge never gets old to look at. And somebody else posted yeah kind of like you and i was like are you saying i'm old i guess <laughs> carl uh, says great show with bear renders well if you don't know who bear renders is uh rick papa bear renders uh from heavy rescue 401 he's a driver for ross's towing down london way he's been driving for them for 30 plus years uh and i had my q a with uh, colin vanden Heuvel, also a star of heavy rescue 401 and from preferred towing that we do monthly and bear was uh, papa bear was one of our guests so uh it was scheduled to be a one hour live broadcast and we ended up doing a two hour live broadcast it was so much fun we hit uh nine o'clock ish and then 
or we hit eight o'clock-ish, sorry. And they were like, yeah, let's keep going. Bear was on call. He hadn't gotten a call, and, and Colin was uh, – anyway, it was good fun. We had a great conversation. If you haven't seen it, you can head on over to the show with David Burroughs' page and see it there. It's also on Preferred Towing's uh, Facebook page and uh, Colin V. Heavy Rescue uh, page as well. So we had uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Glad you enjoyed that as well. Um, did you catch the Ontario government or Premier Ontario earlier today was uh, making some announcements? The Ontario government is moving the vaccination of residents in long-term care and high-risk retirement, First Nations elder care homes. Um, they had originally had a target date of February the 15th. They're now moving that up to February the 5th. So that is something that um, um, well, I guess it's taken a lot of discussion as to where does it go first, right? And there's a lot of different opinions out there. There's a lot of different debate going on, but um, it's got to start somewhere. So at least I think it's comforting to know that we at least have the vaccine coming our way. Now, where it's coming to Sarnia, um, there is some news about that. You can check that on local listings, uh, local news sites. Or like I always say, just go to lamptonpublichealth.ca to get all the information. And you can go to uh, sarnia.ca as well. Uh, they've got a page there for uh, specifically about local restrictions and guidelines. Um, also, the L Lampton County, if you want to see meetings that they're talking about the vaccine and it coming to Sarnia, where it should go, uh, et cetera. And there was uh, recently a special meeting held with uh, Lampton County Council and um, talked about where the vaccine would be going. Dr. Ronaday um, was on there as well, our local me medical officer. Um, so that's the best way to keep yourself updated, et cetera. And of course, as I always say, social distancing is still a must. You got to do the social distancing if you have to go out. Premier Ford, a while back when they put out the lockdown. Here's the thing. That was December 26th. It's January 25th. I don't know about you, but it's like gone by like this so far. I appreciate we've been doing this for almost a year now, but think about it. It's really going by quickly, I think. I don't know. I guess it, we're all in different situations. I'm fortunate if I, if I didn't have this studio and stuff to do, although I will say we're, our house is getting a lot cleaner. <laughs> there's always something to do. Um, Oh, there's Je Jesse. I'm glad you said hello. I was starting to wonder where you were. I was like, if Jesse doesn't show up, gas is at 99.3. Boy, and I just filled up yesterday. It was what, 102? I should have waited. Oh, well. He's, uh, Jesse's still my gas buddy. <laughs> Michelle Iris says, hi. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Uh, wherever you're watching from, please let me know in the comments as well. So uh, we do have quite a wide audience from all over the planet. Obviously, we talk mostly about what's happening here in Sarnia Lampton. I will give you a, a bit of an inside info, though. I am looking at adding another show where I'll be talking to people from all over the planet. I'll still do this weekly show, but looking at adding something else. And I've talked about this before. I talked about doing a late night show, uh, whatever. It's only 24 hours in a day. I've got other stuff i got to do, too. I would love to do a talk show 24 hours a day if I could, but we'll see. We'll get there. But I'm looking at doing more of an entertainment show coming up uh, in just a little bit. And uh, we're going to have some entertainment discussion coming up here in just a few minutes with my first guest. Um, Michelle says, I'm great. I'm in. Oh, and Enniskillen. Okay, very good. 
and it's going township. Very good. Thanks for being here as well. So there's the numbers on the screen. We'll give you kind of a larger view if you want. Uh, confirmed 1,782 in Lambton County. Uh, 35 deaths. Outbreak has gone down to eight. Last week when we talked here, it was about 15 or 18, I think, at that point. So that's good that the outbreaks are going down. Um, I think we, you know, sometimes, uh, I think what happened last time too was, and this is just my opinion, um, you know, we went into lockdown and then when they released things, loosened the reins a little bit, I guess, I think we all got kind of a little too relaxed, maybe. And then that's where we saw the numbers kind of jumping back up. And every area is different, of course. There's some areas where it's not really happening at all. and They're still in lockdown. But uh, it's repetitive, I know, but we've all just got to keep doing our part to get through all of this. And uh, as always, like I said, Lambton Public Health is where these numbers are coming from. So I think we're going to get we're we're going to get there eventually, right? Um, and I think it is as simple as uh, going out you, if you have to. That's the essential part of it, right? What is essential? Lots of debates out there. I, th I think the premier did a good job of saying if you have to think about it, you probably don't need to go, right? You got to go to work. You got to get food. You got to get some exercise. Um, other than that, I guess you got to stay home. Netflix stocks. Buy Netflix stocks again. <laughs> if you want to. I didn't tell you to do that. Every time I say something, sometimes I'm reminded of, uh, I don't know how old all of my audience is. Do you remember WKRP in Cincinnati? WKRP in Cincinnati. They were in reruns when I watched it as a kid. <laughs> That's how long ago that was. Dr. Johnny Fever told everybody to do something and then they did it and he got in trouble so it's i'm not telling you to go buy stocks in netflix but it might be worth looking into okay i'm not the expert there um steve mclaughlin how are you steven listening in from petrolia appreciate that hey there's my very good friend ryan worstler hope you're having a good day sir appreciate that as well and um just want to make sure I didn't miss anybody before I get on there. You know, don't like leaving anybody out. But I do hope you're all doing very well. And, uh, you know, we got to take care of ourselves and take care of each other, right? This might be the time, too, to reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. And you know, there's that certain amount of time that goes by. You're like, uh, I haven't talked to that person in a while. Would it be weird if I said hello to them now? Has it been too long? Reach out to them anyway. Everybody needs a good hello once in a while, especially in these times right now. And... One of the things we also really do need is music. And my first guest is going to join us and talk about that. Matt Parker from the band called Cage. Thanks for joining me here, Matt. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having Great. me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it's good to have you back. You know, the last time we talked, uh, some uh, local event was happening and then yeah. things were in the works. And I was like, keep in touch. And then all of a sudden you reached out and uh, here we are. How's, how's the music world been since not being able to get out and play well it's been interesting like you <laughs> said last time we talked we were prepping for sad fest with uh chris and beer store money yeah. and all them and uh then you know a couple months later next thing we know we're in lockdown it's been interesting uh a lot of yeah. uh recording at home a lot of emails a lot of file names with like part you know part one, part two, part 100 <laughs> of sending back and forth and demoing stuff. And uh, especially for myself being a drummer, it's a little more on the interesting side of how do you 
recreate that when you have roommates or an apartment above you, whatever, right? So uh, just yeah. finding different solutions and it, it's it's interesting. It's a, lot, a, weird a, lot, a lot of different adapting. The word, the word unprecedented uh, and adapting has been another big word that we hear a lot about. Um, and it, it would be challenging because I know in, in the beginning of all this, you know, some people didn't realize that they couldn't go live and be in sync. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't understand uh, that delay, right? And, and, but now they're starting to figure it out. And then you've got other, you know, other businesses that are like, hey, we've got the time. Now let's figure out how we can get this perfect for people. And now they're capitalizing on it, right? With live shows, distance yeah. shows. Yeah. So yeah. it's very well, interesting. Let's talk about that with uh, the band Cage. Uh, you, you guys uh, have got some, you got a couple of singles out right now. Yeah. Uh, and you're looking at something else uh, coming out. But what about online streaming shows? Are you, have you guys done any of that or planning any of that? So, yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, we do, We have an album coming out uh, February 5th. Uh, it's called uh, Things We Least Desire. So we're very excited about that. We've got a couple uh, different singles out now on Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, you know, the places. But yeah. uh, prior to this, when everything was kind of, like you mentioned earlier, a little bit more on the loose, the restrictions were a little bit... Uh, a little bit uh, on the down low and, and that uh, we played a four song like live stream thing that we set up and uh, that, uh, you know, got um, uh, us to be able to put some music out there and play live for some people so they could hear us. And then uh, currently right now we're in the works of trying to put together a socially distanced live show where it's actually live versus just a posted videos of us playing. Um, but actually live uh, full set of the album once it comes out in February, if uh, the restrictions allow us. So we're just trying to be as safe as possible and continue right. to... Uh, so not a live audience, but you guys will play live. Play it. Well, we'll play live. It'll be, this will be like an, an, an actual live stream. Uh, there's going to be like three cameras. They mentioned a drummer cam, so I was happy, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so that, that's in the works. Obviously it's, uh, it's interesting right now what they're allowing people to do, what they're not allowed to do and what we're comfortable doing. Cause we want everyone to be safe, right? That's key. So. Yeah. Well, safety is always the factor, but uh, mm -hmm. um, everybody has different ideas on what is, you know, there's a lot of different opinions out there about what works, what doesn't work, what we should, shouldn't have to, all that stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, you really have to uh, uh, show your viewers, your fans as well, that you, you, you care about what's happening out there and we want to still deliver to you. But um, I, mean, I think most people are understanding that. Would you, would, are the fans missing cage in, in front of the face though? <laughs> I, I would like to think they are. And you know what? I've had multiple people reach out to, to myself and the band members saying, you know, they want to hear stuff and they want uh, they want a live show. So uh, instead of, uh, you know, laying low, we spent our time, put together an album, worked around the restrictions that we could, did it as safe as possible, uh, recorded where we could with as few people around as possible to, you know, just kind of, you know, if there were one-on-one -on -one sessions, they were. Um, you know, we did whatever we could to make it as simple as possible, but also still work hard through quarantine rather than, you know, sitting st uh, stagnant. We wanted to come out of uh, quarantine with a full album. And although we're not out of quarantine yet, we definitely have a full album. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. that's what we did. We, uh, we just wanted to work really, really hard and continue driving because we didn't want to lose any, any motivation. So, yeah. Would you say that, uh, uh, maybe the pandemic forced you to be extra creative as a musician? 
I would 100% say that it forced us to be extra creative. <laughs> it forced us to learn some stuff uh, that we may have not already known, uh, different recording techniques, um, different uh, ways of writing. One of the songs on the album is completely written over the internet. We sat down, we talked about it on Zoom meetings. We passed, uh, you know, uh, I programmed drums, sent it to them. Then they recorded with what they had at their house. And one of my uh, bandmates got in trouble for singing. Uh, the the uh, His neighbor came over and he was in an apartment, starts knocking, being like, cut that racket down. And we were obviously got a good laugh about that. But, you know, it, it forced us to learn how to, to record. And these were just for the demos, but it forced us to record, uh, learn how to record and get our ideas across to be able to work without being in the same room which uh, yeah. was very cool and uh, very creative. And I'm very happy with uh, what we've been able to accomplish. So. The, the, the guy knocking on the door, it kind of reminds me of the old Twister, Twisted Sister video, right? What are you yeah. going to do in your life? Turn that racket down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, we make a career here, buddy. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was it. He was just like, oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> send, so. that, send that guy a copy of the album when it comes out. Say thanks uh, for putting uh, up with us already on its way <laughs> there you go right make a new best friend any chance you get so we gotta do so we gotta do that's right um what about uh um i, I guess the 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 whole adapting part to it is is a big part of this as well um like we've been talking about mm -hmm. but leading into the 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 musical creativity side has the pan did the pandemic influence the writing of this album, did it have anything to do with that? Or was this already on track for there, uh, something else? There were a lot of songs that were already on track. If anything, uh, some of the songs only became more um, uh, current and more, uh, you know, kind of really having a stand behind them and more so, um, you know, so we, we sing and, 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 write about multiple things um a lot of serious topics i.e like climate change politics um you know all over the globe from uh things like you know uh, being sad and, and not knowing what to do which is something that i know you know let's not get uh, bummed out here but it is something that people experience a lot of people not working uh, uh not knowing where to turn how to rely on yourself but also you know just the uh, topics that have all come full circle this year when it comes to uh, you know american politics uh again like i mentioned uh, uh global warming climate change that was one that uh, we definitely have written about it's what one of our singles are about and we uh you know if anything it's only come full circle and then really just kind of prove that you know even in a pandemic obviously those things are still there and you still gotta as much as you have to shut down, not everything ha uh, shuts down and you have to kind of keep going. And, uh, uh, you know, if anything, they just became more current and more powerful for us to want to write about and want people to hear and want to put out there. So, right now, uh, so you're a three piece band or is, is this got everybody we, in there? We are a three piece band. So the, uh, yeah. gentleman in the striped with the guitar, that's, uh, Jeffrey Fleming. Uh, he's a guitarist. He plays uh, fiddle and violin oh, and, yeah. Uh, sings and then off to the side is uh tyler cook he plays uh bass uh he also sings as well and is a primary songwriter along with jeff and then uh myself there on the drums and uh i don't sing but uh you know i'll, I'll bash some cymbals and make a lot of noise so you're and you're just happy you got a camera on you 
I'm always happy when I've got a camera on me. They got the, the drummer's getting some attention. The drummer doesn't get that much attention, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, we don't. But unfortunately, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a glory hog. So, uh, you know, oh, there you go. A little it's bit. It's usually a fight between the drummer and the bass player, isn't it? Who's who's wanting more attention? <laughs> well, yeah, because the singer's not worried. He's got the attention. The singer is right. not worried. It's it's the the who's going to come last. We're fighting for the caboose here, you know. <laughs> Who gets to order the pizza? That's what exactly. I want to know. Exactly. <laughs> Who, who's who's is, driving that night? <laughs> right. Right. Is there a reason why you guys? Uh, let's let's go back to the beginning of Cage and uh, getting started. Um, did. Was there a reason why you chose to be a three-piece band? Like, why not a fourth or fifth? You know what? The It was thrown around. What do we do? Uh, you know, when I was in Sarnia, I was in multiple bands, usually larger in size, four or five people. Yep. And it's sometimes a pain to get together, especially <laughs> when you're all working. You all got careers. Because even when I was back in the day, I didn't. we didn't really have careers. We worked at, you know, we maybe full-time jobs, uh, but they weren't what we'd consider, like, you know, careers are just working right. to make ends meet. Um, but uh, since moving to Waterloo, I met these guys, and they're both uh, Laurier uh, uh, graduates uh, for uh, music. And, uh, you know, uh, we met, we got together, and uh, we just vibed, and we didn't want to throw anything else in to, to kind of mess up that. And we just all worked together, and we, our schedules line up, and we didn't really want to throw any other kind of wrench in the mix to kind of to to screw, screw that up. And we're all just, you know, really, really happy with uh, the vibe that we've got and the overall creative that we all throw into there. So maybe one day we'll add another guitarist or, you know, whatever, uh, but not now. But we also do side projects where we work with friends that play other instruments. Okay. Um, we were able to play a very safe uh, show. Yeah. Uh, distanced uh over the pandemic uh and it was just a cover show that we did uh, added on two members and that's what we did so yeah. that was about it and if three works it works right i mean uh it's, it's obviously working for you you've been able to lay the tracks down and uh yes. things we least desire i've 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 got to ask the question yeah why that title well we looked at uh the lyrics of um what we wrote uh throughout all the songs and like I say, we are we do tend to write a little bit more on the serious side and things that we're passionate about. And a lot of things we were writing about was, you know, the terrible things happening um, in the world, um, you know, sad things, uh, you know, i.e. being, you know, depressed uh, throughout yeah. uh, the pandemic or, um, you know, the, the, some of the political strife that we've seen. Uh, again, I'll mention uh, climate change and that. And at the end of the day, all the things we were writing about were things that we wanted to change, things that we wanted to inspire change for. And so the things we were writing about are the things we least desire, meaning that if none of these things existed, we would be happy with it. So very good. Great explanation. And Thank I you. love the this is the the album cover we're taking a look at, right? Yes, yes, it is. That is uh, that is the album cover. Very, very happy with that one. Now, when we say album cover. I mean, in my day, it was an actual piece of vinyl cover. Like, you know, what's where? Where are we going to find all of this? Are you going to come out with an actual vinyl or a CD, or is it online? Tell people where they can find it. Yeah, so we made the tough decision of not doing any physical copies right away, uh, mostly because uh, getting them out to people. You know, people buy that stuff at shows. So we decided, you know, we'll do a digital release. We're going to release everything on Bandcamp. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. 
it's on YouTube, uh, YouTube Music. Um, it's also on Amazon Music. So any place that you want to find music, those are kind of the the the, the big okay. ones. Yep. If you want to purchase it, it is on Bandcamp. But uh, once we're able to get doing shows and once we're able to get out there, we are going to be doing a vinyl release. Um, oh, awesome! And that's me pushing that because I'm a I'm a big vinyl guy, and and so so is Jeff and Tyler. Sign me up for a copy of that. I will I will I will personally mail one to you myself along with the shirt if you want. So no worries. And, and oh, we have merch. You can also buy online on Bandcamp as well. So okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, Bandcamp Cage Band. So. All right. Well, and of course, you got the Facebook page there as well that people can go and reach out to you to get all that information and just have a look around for. Uh, I'm really excited to hear it. I I haven't heard any of it, folks. So, uh, but I I know Matt's talents, and I'm sure I, he's selective about who he plays with uh, as far as the music goes, and uh, really excited for it. Um, I, I Cage is an independent DIY rock ensemble. What is a DIY rock ensemble? Like I, for me, it's always like it's rock and roll or it's rap or it's what, what's yes. DIY rock. So rock ensemble, just meaning that uh, we're three gentlemen that play uh, good old fashioned rock and roll and uh, DIY meaning that it's just do it yourself. Uh, you know, this is all us. Um, it's us putting it together. It's us reaching out and getting things done. It's us doing the marketing. It's the three of us, you know, there's really not anyone else involved. Um, we did have a, a partner that has, has advised us quite a bit. His name is Matt Morganson. Uh, um, he was working with us and, and continues to aid us and things. But uh, for the most part, it is, it is us working together to, you know, get the contacts, you know, buy the merch to be able to put out, uh, you know, reach out to the, to the, to the production companies for, you know, uh, the recording studios, getting the time, booking it ourselves. So there's no like secretary that we're hiding that's doing it for right. us. <laughs> it, it, there's no label. It's all us self-funding ourselves. It, it's, it's, it's close. It, it's a local business. It's, it's, it's a privately owned local business. It's yeah. you know, working hard to do something for and, someone. And, and so, well, that kind of leads me to my next question. You're looking to make this, careers for the three of you and turn this into what well, you said business you're treating it like a business a hundred percent it is we're treating it like a business we're treating it uh, as, as seriously as one can you know i love my job and and uh you know we all uh love our jobs they uh, jeff and tyler both teach music and and you know we love what we do but if we could you know make our living playing music that's the dream and uh you know like every uh business that somebody starts independently it's all built on a dream and it's all uh, you just trying to do what you love, taking your hobby and turning it in and your passion and turning it into something monetary and realistic. And, and that's what we're doing. I love I love the attitude, or, or, or I should say the philosophy. The philosophy leads to the attitude, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, you've got the right philosophies. You're you've decided to do something, and yeah. I like that. You know, I have a saying, or I copied a saying a long time ago. If you treat it like a hobby, you'll make hobby money. Treat it like yeah. a business, then you know the limits are are large, right? And exactly, uh, very very happy and proud of you, uh, thank you guys for uh, working hard at it. Keep going. I think you're on the right track, and I can't wait to hear uh, things we least desire. I just I'm, I just I want to buy it just because of the title. I just think that's the coolest <laughs> title going right well, now. So well, thank you so much, Matt. No, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. And yeah, again, uh, we'll we'll send you a copy once we got a vinyl. I'll, I'll send it to you personally. So don't worry. 100%. Matt, good to see you, my friend. Stay safe. Thanks so much.
Matt Parker from the band Cage. Uh, so glad he reached out to me just uh, last week and said, hey, you told me to keep in touch and follow up. And I'm so glad that he did. Sometimes you say that to folks, you're like, well, keep in touch. And then you don't hear from them. I'm so glad that he did. Um, now, the band is located down in Waterloo, but uh, Matt is originally from Sarnia. And uh, so it's nice to see the growth happening there. And uh, I know he won't forget his roots in Sarnia. And hopefully when uh, we can get out and enjoy live music again, maybe we can get him down to Sarnia to have them perform for us here. Thanks again, Matt. Appreciate that. All right. Well, let's go to somebody who um, I should have probably had on here a long time ago. And we're talking about the importance of literacy. And when we say that word literacy and what it means to you or who might use those services, what are you thinking about right now? Hold on to that thought while I introduce my next guest, Tracy Pound from Literacy in Lambton. Thanks for being here, Tracy. Thanks, David. Hey, and I just wanted to give a little nod to your last guest, to Matt Laurier. It's a girl who did come home to Sarnia. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Good to see that they're doing great things with the, uh, the Laurier music grads. Yes, yes. Uh, Matt's, uh, like I say, he's originally from Sarnia, but he's, he's done some great things in the music world there. So uh, it was nice to have him join me. Well, nice to finally have you here. Uh, Thank it's you. Some time. Uh, and um, Literacy Lampton. And there is, you kind of heard the introduction there. We say literacy. Um, who does that, what does that mean? And who does it mean? I guess uh, we sort of talked, uh, you know, preparing for this interview earlier. And um might be just a little surprised who might use all these services, but uh, talk about Literacy Lamp and what they offer, and then we'll, we'll get into a little more about uh, Literacy Day coming up. Okay, excellent. Well, um, I'm rather new to Literacy Lambton, so don't feel bad about not having me on earlier because I've only been <laughs> with the organization since November. Um, so yes, our full title is Organization for Literacy in Lambton. Um, a lot of people short form us Literacy Lambton, which is totally fine. And um, so as far as what we do, um, our role is literacy and basic skills. And what that means is, um, helping um, adults with reading and with math and basic computer help, things like absolutely everything from I have not a clue what to do with my computer and and like taking people like here is your mouse and then you know taking them through right through to um, basic understanding of Microsoft Word, Excel, all those things that you need um, in the workplace these days and um, we also right now one of the more popular programs we have going is um, a, it's called Shift into Drive. It's a G1 driver test, um, and we're doing it via Zoom um, because we can't see people in, in person at the moment. Um, but it's working really, really well. And what what happens with that is we actually go through the Ministry of Transportation uh, manual, and we, we work right through oh, wow. start to finish and get you ready so that you can go in there like a champ and be successful. That's great. See, now, there there's a perfect example of... I would have never thunk of that when you say literacy or literacy Lampton, right? I'm, I'm thinking I'm going in to learn my ABCs and, and learn how to, you're laughing because that's, this is common, right? What you're getting. Yes. And, yes. Uh, very much. Very much. We got you here. We're trying to change that perception. 
So one of the ways that I can explain it best too is um, whether it's whether it's getting a high school credit or whether it's um, help with some post secondary. We uh, we can work you through whatever manual you have. It could be a, a workplace manual on safety. It could be the G one. It could be the GED. You know, there's so many different things. So you know, if we could just kind of get a shift in people's thinking, it's not so much what you're reading. It's we're going to help you get through it and be successful. Yeah. Now let's, uh, uh, what about, th so we're talking about reading, but what about things like math as well? Is, is that something that you guys handle? Yes, absolutely. We, uh, we actually, we have a lot, we have a bank of amazing volunteers. That's the lifeblood of our organization. So we have some instructors and we, we have lots of, um, volunteers that, um, that help us out in the classroom and, um, to your example about math, um, we, we've had some clients that come in and they, you know, maybe they have to do uh, a retest to keep their, their trades up or, and, and, you know, they don't know slope, right? I mean, do we all remember slope from high school math? But, you I don't, know. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I know. I, I'm like. This is how old I am. I remember bed mass. That's about. Oh, very. And, and actually, I think it's something different. My kids, I'm like, oh, man, I don't even know if it's bed mass. I think there's like another acronym now. But yes, right. you know, we, we can help you work through that. And the beauty of it is, is some of our volunteers actually have that kind of skill. So if it's math for the trades, you know, we can help, we can help work you through that. Oh, and actually, I got to oh, tell yeah, you another thing. And this is like, this is, this is in the works, but watch for it. Um, we're going to be offering a money math um, session coming up. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too many of the details. Um, it's something that needs to be done in our classroom because there's actually something that you're going to be working on that requires math. And uh might it might sound an awful like like a cash register <laughs> i know <laughs> anyway so so i mean you know you think about it how many times have you gone out uh to different businesses and you just know that someone that's cashier is just really struggling you know to make the change right um i i uh mcdonald's gone in there well and, and i use mcdonald's this was a long time ago but uh um i'm not sure that the person behind the counter knew the difference between six or a half a dozen and i yeah. I, I don't i don't say that like i know that sounds funny haha i know but um or my wife jennifer has uh, you know rounded up to the dollar and given more money than the amount in order to get an even number back and they're like you're giving me too much money, ma'am. And she's like, no, right. And these, these are issues. Um, they are, they uh, are. And it's, it's a staggering statistic. Um, you know, like 40, like, I mean, and, and it, it fluctuates, I guess, depending on the community, but like there is a staggering per, um, percentage of Canadians that struggle with literacy and I, and literacy is one of those things. It's, it's not like riding a bike. You have to keep practicing it every, every day. So a lot of right. people that think, well, you know, I've got my high school, I've got my OSSD. I don't, you know, I don't really need any help. Well, you gotta just, you know, you gotta keep those skills sharp. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I, that I always say is, and I firmly believe, you know, we all have strengths and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're going back to school. I'm a big proponent of lifelong learning. It doesn't matter if you're going to go and get your MBA or your, um, your PhD. It has no less value in taking charge and getting yourself some help to learn math or anything else to right. make your life better. The word, the word help 
is something though that, uh, and I've had this conversation before, like if you ask me for help, I'm happy to give you all kinds of help, but I maybe have a harder time asking for help. And I would think that maybe this, is this a struggle or an obstacle that some people are not, they don't want to admit that maybe I'm struggling with math or like, I, I'm not kidding. Like I still count like with my fingers, I've got, uh, thank goodness there's a calculator on my phone. Um, you know, and, and that's just use it or lose it. I don't know. But so somebody like myself, I could come in there and, and use these services and I wouldn't be afraid to do that. But I think some people would be embarrassed maybe. Is that fair to say? It, it is. And actually, you know, it's strange because, you know, we're, we're stuck in the middle of this COVID business and, you know, in every bad situation, there's always an opportunity. There's always innovation that comes out of it. And one of the things that, um, our organization has done, we have, there's that word pivot, we pivoted and now we are able to, um, you know, our, we have Microsoft Teams, um, we can work with our learners um, virtually and um, we even work with some over the phone um, using things like Google, um, Google Classroom, Google Forms, things that people are comfortable with. So that, that one thing has really, helped our organization and I think if people understood that they don't have to feel embarrassed and if they if they don't feel comfortable coming into our classroom then we can work with them virtually in the comfort of their own home and so I think that uniquely um, gives us an advantage so yay for COVID. <laughs> well I've often been quoted as saying I don't call it COVID day I call it someday you know right. we someday showed up we were kind of forced into a corner to to learn this technology that honestly has been around a long time. People were like, I don't want to learn that thing. I don't want to use virtual, whatever. I want the face to face, but here we are, right? And uh, one of the reasons we're here today is we uh, want to create more awareness uh, for Family Literacy Day that's happening on the uh, the 27th, right? Yes, it is. It's every single every single year. It's always January 27th, always right in the middle of Canadian winter. Family Literacy Day. <laughs> I don't know if you can say winter yet. I, I'm looking out my window here. We've, we've been pretty spoiled so far, I think, considering the time. But yes, uh, since 1999, uh, Family Literacy Day has been going on. And um, it's obviously had great success then. And, and some of the things, uh, let's uh, take a look here. Let's talk real quickly about some uh, trivia that's happening as well. Yeah, our uh, family literacy coordinator, Rosemary Travis, she came up with this great little concept, this uh, this contest, and um, and brought in uh, the Toy Corner, uh, local business, probably also struggling through COVID. And so the grand prize, obviously, is a family board game, Canadian trivi, trivia. And so every day, uh, Rose has been putting up these really fun little uh, questions. And so the idea is you go to our Facebook page, um, Literacy Lamp and you'll see the daily question and then you um, you email in your response. Okay. I think a lot of people want to put it in the comments, but that's kind of cheating and that kind of helps everybody. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. All right. <laughs> so you got to email in your response. All right. All right. Well, go to the Facebook page, folks, to find out more about that. And uh, thanks. A shout out to Rosemary. I know she's the creative one, too. She'll be happy that we mentioned that. Absolutely. Uh, but here's some things that's uh, happening for Family Literacy Day. And there's a website, folks, you can find out more. But let's talk about this I ideas and fun things for parents. I love this because my kids are older now. But I mean, it's hard sometimes, never mind with the pandemic, to just come up with things to do all the time. Here's a great list, right? 
Yeah, they're just, um, you know, there's some really good ones. Uh, one of the things that made me super excited to come back to Sarnia, these story walk ideas, I wanted, I wanted those so badly in our community out West. And what it is, it's literally you walk and you read the story. And if you go to the Lambton um, County Library website, you'll see there's all kinds of them all around our community. So it's a good way to get outdoors, get some fresh air, get some exercise, and you can build your literacy muscle as you do it. So, okay, sorry. So I actually go out and walk? Yeah, you do. You and go outside your house. I've never heard of this. <laughs> we leave our homes and we go for a walk. <laughs> and then what, what do you mean? Tell the story. Like, so, so along the trail, you will, you will read the storybook. So like scattered along the trail, you have to, you read a page of the book oh. and then you walk along and then there's another page of the book. And at the end of, end of the, the little route, you will have read a book. Oh, so it tells you what route to take? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, where have I been, folks? <laughs> I know. It, it's so awesome. So, like, um, off the top good. of my head, I know um, right out by the Moortown Museum, there's one out that way. But there's about um, five or six of them, and they're all listed on the Lambton County Library site. So that one is phenomenal. I mean, you know, geocaching is another thing, although I'm not really, I'm not a huge geocacher here. Um, myself, but I, I think there are some of those in the community that you can do. That's another kind of fun thing. And even creating your own, if you go to Pinterest, there's a million different do-it-yourself scavenger hunts that you can do around, you know, Christmas lights or, you know, in the fall, you can look like acorns. Pokemon and... still a thing? The Pokemon game? Or... Oh, Pokemon Go. Those were the best, hey? <laughs> People getting hit by cars. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember when that came up. I had my wife giving me directions, and I was like, "It doesn't even matter if you're driving it." I'm like, "No, this not doing it." <laughs> but this one, I, uh, this is, and and this is, uh, we're gonna check this one out. I've never heard of that. That's amazing. We've got scavenger hunts and uh, uh, find a recipe to cook and bake together. Um, snuggle up and read books together. You know, let's talk a little bit. Um, I've got to start wrapping up here, but. Uh, it really starts at home as far as at a young age, right? You know, and uh, having no replacement for the lap, so to speak. Yes. And, you know, to that point, yeah, there, the, my little quote there, which uh, it's, it used to be um, uh, children of grown readers in uh, the laps of their parents. And then it kind of shifted to like modern day. There is no um, app to replace your lap. Yeah. And, um what is what is interesting and, and something that maybe I didn't know when I had my first child is you should start reading to your newborns right from birth, which yep. I mean, you think, oh, that might be a little odd, you know, like they're not <laughs> they're not saying, come on, you know, another page. But, you know, there is um, every time that you read with a child, you're engaging with them, you're building those little there's there's actual little brain pathways that are you're building creating to, habits. You, and you're creating good habits. And one of the other things that you can do if you want your kids to grow up to be um, successful in school and good readers, model it in your home. See them, uh, let them see you reading. And it doesn't have to be in a book. It could be reading on your Kindle. It could be reading yeah. in uh, in recipe books, wherever. Yeah. I learned a, a friend of mine a long time ago said, if I, I think sometimes ago, here, here, Tracy, here's 12 books. Go read those. I can't, whoa, I can't read 12 <laughs> books, right? You know, but he said to me, he said, if the average book was, say, 300 pages, mm -hmm. and he said, read 10 pages of a book every day, mm -hmm. 10 pages, 30 days, that's 12 books in a year. 
to absolutely. So, so here's 10, 10, 10 pages a day I can do. 12 books right. a year goes, whoa, right? <laughs> so if you think about that in kid terms, there's a really good program called A Thousand Books Before Kindergarten. You can Google it online. And the whole premise is that if you um, read just a couple of books a day to your kids, and it could be The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle, 89 times over, it doesn't matter, it still counts. Right. You're going to read a thousand books to your children before kindergarten. And that is a pretty impressive number. It really is. We need to do more of it. And uh, we need to have you back again to talk to us more about all of this. And uh, thanks for coming on here uh, today, Tracy, and sharing more information. And we'll remind everybody about uh, Family Literacy Day coming up on January the 27th. Um, I always like to give my guests one final opportunity. Anything else you want to add? I think we just about covered it. I I, um, I am admiring your um, Gordy pictures in the background. Oh, and yeah. He is <laughs> yes, and he's one of Canada's greatest poets. Great song lyrics yep. that you can read. Yeah. So a little literacy plug in there. Absolutely. I know I've got, no, I've got my like stuff back there. Oh, yeah, I like that picture. Boy, that's really good. That's a cool, you got a cool setup going on in there. Yeah, well, it's a work in progress. It's <laughs> a basement, but, you know, we do what we do. This is our office now, right, Tracy? It It is for now, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Tracy, again, thank you so much for your time today. I look forward. Reach out. Uh, tell Rosemary that she's got to come on next time. <laughs> I sure will. And thank you for having us, David. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your week. Tracy Pound, General Manager from Literacy Lambton. Uh, and what's some great ideas there about learning literacy. And it's not just about the reading, right? You know, there's the math. And if you want to get through your uh, driver's test or some kind of guide, reach out to them. Just so you know, folks, we're going to be posting all the links uh, after the show on our Facebook page so you can connect with our guests and uh, check them out and see if there's something that they're offering that could help you out as well. All right. Well, um, certainly mental health is a regular topic that happens uh, likely on a daily basis, but coming up to create uh, some re-awareness, if you will, is Bell Let's Talk Day on Thursday, January the 28th. But we're going to talk about some mental health right now. Alan Stevenson, he is the CEO for uh, CMHA Lamps in Kenton. You're also the Vice President of Mental Health and Addictions, sir, right? Yeah, it's with Chatham Kent Health Alliance. That's correct. Very good. Alan Stevenson, thanks so much for your time here today. Thank you, Dave, for having me. It's a pleasure. How, how, how are things uh, in the Canadian mental health world? Uh, I mean, this pandemic, I think, has had uh, the word interesting effect, I think, on mental health. Is that uh, fair to say? Interesting, uh, indeed. Um, you know, Dave, the, many people are talking about... Um, the shadow pandemic is is the impact of the pandemic on the mental health and well-being of not just Canadians but uh, but people all over the world and and we're certainly seeing it here in Canada and and locally here in Sarnia Lambton where I am sitting today. We um, uh, you know we've our association the Canadian Mental Health Association has done some polling um, with Canadians both in Ontario and across Canada and startling startling results. Um, early on in, in uh, April and May, what we were seeing was that 38% uh, of Ontarians were reporting that their mental health had worsened since the beginning of the pandemic. And more recently, uh, just in December, uh, we found that that number had increased to 44% of Canadians looking at, wow. looking, at, looking at the mental health of Canadians across, across Canada. 
that's a significant increase. And, um, you know, I think I remember going back to the beginning of all of this um, and, and having some interviews with uh, folks in our community that, that handle mental health issues. Um, it, it was really kind of quiet in the very beginning because people didn't know if they could still reach out or the access. And then all of a sudden it, it got busy. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. We saw in uh, beginning immediately in the month of March, we saw people uh, people hunkering down, um, trying to on the I guess we were all sort of thinking this is going to be a short term thing and we just need to. Bear with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Remember when they said schools were going to close for two weeks initially um, and that's what people were thinking. That was their frame of reference. Right. But then as things began to open up in June, we saw, uh, and, I, and when I say we, I'm not talking just about the Canadian Mental Health Association, but all of the mental health resources, we saw a sharp increase um, well above anything we had ever seen before in terms of, in terms of people um, seeking help. And that's, that's continued. And, and um, just actually last week, I was meeting with uh, some peers across um, sort of Windsor, Chatham, Sarnia, and uh, and in the second wave, it's different. Um, there's been no decline in people seeking services, um, people needing help. Um, it's a sharp increase, uh, numbers that we've never ever seen before. And the 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 kinds of experiences people are having. There's people in deep distress and uh, people with great concerns. So it's not just not just that we're seeing higher numbers of people. We're seeing a lot of people with very uh, who are very in need of help and with complex needs. When you're talking about stress, uh, so then obviously this is adding stress to the services that are available in the community, um, like with with CMHA and you know places like Saint Clair Child and Youth and the hospital. And um, is there are services being added or is staff being increased to to deal with the increased stress of the stress, so to speak? Yeah, there's. Yeah. You know, I, I think the the uh, the funders, um, both the municipalities, the United Ways, the government of Ontario have have all seen the need for increased services. And so, yes, there has been increased capacity to uh, meet demand. And I think it's really, really important. Something, you know, talking with my colleagues across the region and the province, we we really want to get the message out there that uh, there's. There's services available, and and for people who are in uh, in need, don't don't um, feel like you should wait to ask for help um, because of concern that there's an, an, not adequate um, services or capacity. We we want people to reach out. We want them to know that we're here and we're going to make ourselves available. Yeah, well, and that's one of the conversations and the importance of Bell Let's Talk Day, uh, right, Alan? Um, but you, 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 you bring up a point there that uh, as many of these conversations I've had, I always ask this question: Are people afraid to ask for help? Well, you know, that's a good question, and and in my lifetime, um, that's improved a lot, and especially, you know. Thanks to folks like Bell and others um, uh, who have modeled that it's okay to ask for help. Um, we're seeing that change in the last decade, especially. The stigma of mental illness has really declined. I, I do a lot of work with young people as well, and um, it's heartwarming because, unlike my generation, I'm in my 50s, and my generation, 
there was a sort of belief that mental health was not as important as physical health. And young people say, no, that's not, that's not the case at all. Mental health is equally as important as physical health. So they're, they're changing things. They're changing things, I think, for the better of all of us. Yeah, well, again, the, the Bell Let's Talk Day is, um, well, it it's, it's, uh, needs to be talked about every day. I think we would all agree uh, that mental health is ongoing. And, and I think you're right. I think we have gotten better at that just over, well, even in the last year with this pandemic, I've done a lot of interviews with a lot of different organizations, and it's becoming more common to say the word mental health, whereas I think even five years ago, it was maybe hard to say just those words. Um, is it fair to say too that um, like the mental health world and your organizations are, are are used to seeing a certain demographic, and now uh, there's more people that you've never seen before using the services? Or is like I'm not educated in that area, but so who is using this? That's a good question. So we um, our our primary focus is on adults over the age of sixteen, so adults and youth, and and St. Clair Child and Youth in the in the in the Sarnia area is the lead provider for children's mental health. We work really closely together um, uh, to try and ensure that that our services are well coordinated and that nobody falls through the cracks. But we are seeing increases to your to your question. We are seeing increases in every age group. Um, certainly amongst youth, uh, uh, that's been a significant increase and an area that we've been trying to um, improve our improve our outreach to um, with the with the development and and hopefully the launch in uh, 2021 of um, of uh, Access Open Minds uh, here in Sarnia. Um, as well, though, right through all ages, uh, right through to seniors. And we're very concerned about the, the mental well-being of seniors right now, as so many of them are, are more isolated than ever before. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to somebody earlier, like, thank goodness, like, we have these things, right? We have actually online resources available and stuff. But then you talk about seniors. They're not necessarily, they don't necessarily have one of these in their hand like I do. So yeah. we're still trying to connect with them. Yeah, and and you know that's so critical um, to make that connection, irrespective of, of age, but certainly among seniors yeah. and others who are isolated or lonely. Um, loneliness is certainly a significant um, indicator of of higher risk to your mental health. Yeah, and so I, I, a lot of this uh, then, if we go to the the seniors. Um, relies or sort of falls into the lap of the healthcare provider for those seniors, whether that be a family member or a, P, a, a personal support worker, right? Yes. Um, oftentimes that's the, I mean, I'm, I have a, to be honest, my mom is 90 and the, that responsibility to make those connections is with uh, myself and my siblings, my wife. Um, and so I think that's uh, not an, unusual experience and and I can tell you in just in my case um, we're making sure that that uh, that we're reaching out every day um, and I know that families are dealing with that everywhere uh, it's not a unique yeah. experience at all yeah well another one of the great services as well as kids help phone which has been around for some time now and um, I was just talking to a friend earlier today about kids help phone and how they've expanded actually into 
Um, it used to just be a 1-800 number. Now you can actually text and actually go online to kidshelpphone.ca and, and someone will, will chat, right? Yeah, and I think that's you mentioned uh, is is government uh, or or are there adequate services? That's something that uh, has been expanded, uh, along with a number of other things to provide uh, more um, timely access, um, particularly um, uh, off hours uh, as kids help phone, help phone is available. Yeah, yeah. great service. Yeah, no, fantastic service. I agree. There's and and you know one of the things I want to put out to the folks too is there's a lot of online services out there that are are supported by you know your organization and other organizations that you collaborate with. Um, let's talk about hospitals for a minute uh, because I think that's obviously um, an immediate access for a lot of people. They think of of that. Uh, that's where I'm going to go next. Is there? Is that being overwhelmed right now because of the pandemic and the mental health issues? Um, and is there any that's maybe unnecessarily going to the hospital? Well, one of the messages we definitely want to get out is is it's it's actually better to ask for or to seek help before you get to the point where of crisis where the the hospital response is the appropriate one. Yeah. Um, we would definitely, um, and, and I, when I say we, I'm talking about the collaboration in, in the case of uh, Chatham, where I also work uh, between CMHA and the Chatham Can Health Alliance, but also here, uh, we have tremendous collaboration in Sarnia Lambton with Blue Water Health. Yeah. We work very hard together to, um, to the greatest extent possible because, because honestly, people don't want to be admitted to the hospital if, if there are other alternatives that can equally meet their needs. We work very closely with the hospital to try and, um, if if somebody is um, presenting at Emerge but doesn't require that level of service, to link them really quickly into into community-based services and equally, um, and and as a better response, honestly, to try and direct them into community services rather than going to the emergency department to try and divert and take pressure off the hospital, um, as well as to in the case where where people are um, requiring hospital admission, um, to provide them and link them up with supports as as prior to them being discharged, so that we're here and engaged already at the point of at the point of somebody returning home. Right. Well, great points, uh, Alan, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you here today. Uh, and certainly welcome you back anytime to talk about Thank you. Uh, what's happening. Um, I always like to give my guests one final opportunity to uh, add to anything uh, before I let you go. Thank you. Yeah, there is one thing, and that is, you know, it, the evidence is really clear that many of us are struggling. Our mental well-being is not is not great right now as a result of COVID-19. And, and for people who had uh, pre-existing mental health problems, it's even worse. So if you had a tendency to be depressed or anxious before, it's, it's likely higher uh, anxiety or worse depression now. The thing that, I, the message that I would like to, to, to send to everybody is be kind to one another. Don't, um, don't ask people to pretend that they're okay have sincere conversations. It's okay. Many of us are just not okay right now. It's okay to not be okay. And and the kindest thing you can do is to say, you don't have to pretend to be okay. Um, I'm here to help. I'm here to listen. Thanks, Dave.
I think that's fantastic advice. Thanks for putting that out. Alan Stevenson, thanks again for joining. And uh, thanks for what you do in our communities as well. We'll look forward to next time. Thanks for having me, Dave. Alan Stevenson from uh, Canadian Mental Health Association, Lambton, Kent, with some great information. Couldn't have said it better. I think, uh, Alan, final message there was very, very important. It's just a time, and I said it at the beginning of the show, even, you know, um, how much time goes by where we don't talk to that someone we've known a long time, and then we go, well, maybe it's been too long. I, they wouldn't want to hear from me now. I think now more than ever is a time where people really want to hear from each other. And that simple hello. And when you say, how are you doing? I think how are you doing has a whole different meaning than it used to when we were out walking around. It used to be just something you had to say because you saw somebody. Now, be sincere about it when you say, how are you doing? Great points in there. All of my guests uh, and their links uh, will have posted on the Facebook page after the show here today. I want to say thank you to all of my guests, Matt Parker from the band Cage. We're going to be coming out with some music on February the 5th. Tracy Pound from Literacy Lampton. Some great things coming there. Literacy Lampton and uh, going to be celebrating and creating the awareness for Family Literacy Day on January the 27th. And, of course, um, Alan Stevenson just joining us there. And, of course, don't forget Bell Let's Talk Day is coming up on January the 28th this week. I will have some special interviews uh, appearing on the show page on January the 28th for Bell Let's Talk Day as well. So keep an eye out for that. And of course, I have to say thanks to all of you. You give me a reason to come back here every week. I love seeing what's happening in our community and all the positive, and I believe in the greatness in the community. And I know that you do as well. So be kind to one another. One another. I almost got it. I almost got through the whole show without stumbling. Last week, I couldn't talk for nothing. But here we are once again. And I want to say thank you to my supporters, my ongoing supporters that help bring the show to all of you. Here in Signs, SWO and AG Event Graphics, our friends at Active Ears Hearing Center, where better hearing begins with you. Security specialists, Hughes Intelligence. Joe's Discount Tire, you got to get those winter tires on. The snow she's are coming. I just bought a snowblower, and we haven't had any snow yet, so I'm telling you it's coming because I bought a snowblower. Oswald's Diner, uh, you can order from their menu at oswalds.com, and our friend Philly Cheese Jakes, and, of course, all of you. That's all the time I got for you this week, everybody. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Bye for now.